Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I'm Shannon Keegan, marathon swimmer, wife, mom, and swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water. In this episode, I spoke with Ching Lee, who started her story off by reminding us that not taking a risk is a risk in itself. Wise beyond her years, Ching's investment in self-discovery after a successful but extremely stressful English Channel swim is sure to pay dividends in whatever she pursues next in swimming and in life. Ching was so open, honest, and shared so many pearls of wisdom throughout our conversation. I laughed, cried, and found myself wondering if I was doing enough in my own life as she reminded me, don't let anything get in the way of what you love, not even yourself. Ching's positivity is infectious, and I just love her energy, enthusiasm, and emotion. I hope you enjoy this episode. Tell us your story. Uh, Okay, well, um, Shannon, I guess uh, my marathon story is that um, I'm a byproduct of a whole lot of people who believe in my crazy ideas. (laughs) I fell in love with open water swimming as a teenager um, because... Um, I, the, there was this race, a local race with the 3K and 5K, and I was able to, to go there every year, and I was placing first, and something, there was just something so liberating about swimming out in the open, not confined by the lane lines or, or the four walls of a pool. Uh, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong, it took me years years and to the annoyance of of so many of my uh swim friends to you know kind of figure out how to swim straight without those confinements (laughs) um but you know something i've learned over this whole journey is that we as humans are programmed to mitigate certain risks for the sake of safety and security um, but not taking a risk is a, is a risk in itself because you start missing out on what it really means to live life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And open water swimming is that opportunity for me to just have fun and to literally know that I, I can't humanly possible plan for every single thing that I'm going to face during a swim. Um, and uh, through that journey of becoming a marathon swimmer, you you learn to face fear, whatever that might be. It, it might be, you know, being judged for doing something unthinkable or, or crazy or the fear of, of swimming in the dark or fear of failure or fear of losing thousands of dollars. Right. <laughs> and, um, and at the end of it, to find the confidence to just try and do something awesome. Um, or at least learn where your limit is <laughs> yeah. and to know when to stop. Uh, and, and I guess that's, um, that's kind of how the idea of swimming the English Channel was born for me. I had an affinity for open water swimming and my high school um, history teacher at the end of junior year gave me the superlative, most likely to swim the English Channel. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that plant, that seed was planted in my head. And, yeah. and, and when, when, when you have a dream and you have a clear vision of what that dream is, that the universe starts to uh, work to deliver on that dream. A, a girl on my swim team uh, for college 
coincidentally completed the English Channel the summer before I went to college. Oh. And the more I talked to her about the swim, the more I heard about the chafing and the jellyfish and the seasickness, the swimming for hours and possibly in the dark and sinking thousands of dollars into something with a high potential of failure. The more I heard about this, the more I thought, yep, where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, in training for the English Channel, I was able to meet so many um, amazing people who helped me along the way. I somehow ended up in the good graces of Elaine Howley and, and Lynn Cox. And they took a look at my 21-year-old self, backstroke sprinter back then, and for some reason said, yep, I believe you could do this. <laughs> and they imparted on me um, unbelievable amounts of knowledge uh, from, from what shoes to wear to, to where to stay, to what grease to use, to where to get myself a beer. Um, <laughs> and my gratitude for everything they've done for me is just it's indescribable. And, and my life really is, is changed because they took a chance on me. Mm. Um, once it came time for me to, to finally go to England and, and do this thing <laughs> that I've been obsessing over for years, so, so many things um, went wrong <laughs> oh, no. and, and went unplanned for. And, but, you know, it, it really gave me that first case and first understanding of this idea that you can't control everything. And as a 21-year-old who was driving every single aspect of this project forward, there, there was so much I had to process. And, and I knew there, there was just so much that was out of my control, my personal control. Um, to kind of give you an idea of the, the mental load I, I had to face, uh, I found out my passport expired the day before my flight to England. Oops. <laughs> And, you know, thank God my, I booked the flight like two weeks before my window. So I, I, had, I had a chance to go renew my passport, get on a different flight, get, get over to England in time for my swim. Um, and then once I, I was over there, I ended up having some boat crew issues. So I ended up swimming with Stuart Gleason instead of Eric Hartley, whom I had originally given the, the, the deposit to. Uh, but both of them were like amazing people. They were able to help me figure everything out so that I was able to do that swim that year. And uh, I, just, I just remember sitting in my hotel room every day with, with bated breath <laughs> <laughs> because the weather was just absolute crap. <laughs> and everything um, that had happened up to that point, you know, it, it was all just weighing on me. And when we, we finally got the chance to start, we, we get on the boat, we go out to Shakespeare Beach, um, and, and I go over to the beach, clear the water for an official start. Um, I, I stood there and my, my stomach was churning because I got seasickness on the boat right oh, over. Oh my gosh. And I, I stood there and I was just paralyzed with fear. <laughs> And I didn't know if I could even start the swim, let alone finish it. But the thought of embarking on the swim was just absolutely terrifying for me at that moment. Um, I didn't want to disappoint everyone who, who has supported me. I didn't want to disappoint my parents who were 
on the boat as crew for me and financially back this project. I, I didn't want to disappoint my friend Anna who helped me train that summer. I didn't want to disappoint Elaine who um, went on long weekend swims with me that always ended in a really good time and Berger and, and Guinness. Um, and so I just, I, I sat there for 15 minutes. And I, just, I just sat there and just trying to collect my thoughts. And, and then I realized I, I would be more disappointed in myself if I didn't even try to start. So, so I jumped in the water with this idea, uh, this idea that um, I, I didn't know if I was going to finish. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how far I was going to go. I mean, I, 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 I didn't have any thoughts about what crazy things might happen on my swim, but I had this kind of blank slate in my mind where I just wanted to see what, what will happen. And what, tra what transpired was my 12-hour planned swim turned <laughs> into a nearly 17-hour swim. Oh, wow. There was lightning and, and storms, and I was being thrown into the boat. It was, it was horrendous, and I was throwing up every two, two hours on the dot. I was borderline hypothermic to the point where my, my kicking was, was involuntary. Like, my <laughs> legs were kicking for me. <laughs> wow. And somehow, um, I became the only one who finished that day. And it, it was really the, the thought of um, all of the people who believed in me that got me through that last five hours. Mm. Those, those last five hours were just so mentally and physically taxing. And um, I, I finished because I, I knew people believed in me and, and that made me believe in myself. Mm -hmm. um, when I got back to the States, people kept asking, uh, you know, after they hear my story, would, would you do this again? Like, would, <laughs> would you wait for like a better weather this time? Like, what's next? And my response was, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what's next. I, I think I need to like graduate college. I, I probably should get a job, maybe go to grad school or something. I don't know. And I remember this happened in a bar with a lame once, and she, she just turned to me confidently, and she said, oh, you will. You'll come back for more. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, swimming since I was five, um, <clears throat> being, you know, a swimmer all my life, it, it, it really burnt me out significantly, yeah. and um, it took me six years to process everything that had happened with the English Channel. Mm. Um, and when I finally decided to jump back into the water to finish my Triple Crown in 2018, I, I knew I needed to do this as, as part of a, like a personal and, and spiritual journey. I, I needed to learn more about who I am as a person and and what I stood for um, to uh, <laughs> prove to myself that finishing the English Channel wasn't a fluke. Mm -hmm. um, so I moved down to New York to train with Sibels um, and that group really helped me find a lot of those answers. The folks in Coney Island were, were role models of love and compassion and they show me what it meant to live our best, the best versions of ourselves every single day. And they taught me to not let 
anything or anyone, not even yourself, get between you and what you love. Mm-hmm. I remember this, this um, the first day of, of the season, I go down to the beach, I met Capri, I asked her, so it looks like it's going to be a really shitty day tomorrow. Are y'all still coming out? And her response was, yes, we are here every weekend, rain or shine. And I was like, okay, I can, I can get behind this. I, I, <laughs> I guess if they're all coming out, I literally have no excuse to not come out and train. Um, so, you know, I was there like four or five times out of the week and I met some amazing, amazing people. And um, you could probably imagine coming back after six years of not swimming, like literally not, not swimming, mm-hmm. um, and jumping into 20 Bridges was a little bit nerve wracking. With all the craziness that had happened with the English Channel, um, I, was, I was pretty certain I could physically get through a current assist swim around Manhattan, but there were still seas of doubt that lingered. And I remember uh, I had a lot of trouble sleeping in those last couple of weeks. The several days before my swim, I actually dreamt that I forgot all of my feeds and the boat <laughs> had to go to shore halfway through my swim so that someone could go buy Gatorade for me. <laughs> I mean, like, like nightmare, right? <laughs> Absolute yeah. nightmare for people who do these swims. Um, and, uh, but you know, during those several months leading up to 20 Bridges in, in the training that I did, um, personal growth was, was a huge aspect of it. And and it was something that I put a lot of, um, a lot of energy and a lot of my resource into exploring. And I had discovered three key things about myself. Um, and they're going to sound a little bit silly, so, so bear with me, but First was apparently I was an extrovert. I had denied it for 15 years because I have like social anxiety issues. Um, and uh, that kind of, you know, makes me uncomfortable around people sometimes. And I was like, okay, may- maybe I'm an introverted extrovert. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then the second thing was I, uh, I actually had a um, competitive streak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, again, I, I had denied it uh, for years. Um, and I think it was because I, for some reason, I got it into my head that I was never going to be good enough mm-hmm. um, to be the best. So why even try? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 then the third thing that I had discovered was um, what pride felt like. Mm. And to me, what what it means to be proud of yourself is knowing that you put a hundred percent of what you had in that moment into something with no regrets. Uh, so, you know, when I jumped into the East River to start my swim, um, having those things uh, be top of life for me, I, I knew this was going to be a different swim for me than my English Channel swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I hadn't exactly at that point uh, progressed to the point where I could prevent myself from 
uh, basically having a meltdown yeah. uh, when Rondi told me that I would be swimming in that last heat by myself. So, so, for, <laughs> so for, for those of you who don't know, um, New York Open Water, uh, the, the folks who organized 20 Bridges sorts people by speed uh, to ensure that the currents are in your favor for finishing. So when Rodney told me about my placement, I, all I could think was, holy crap. <laughs> um, all these like anxieties just like come, came bubbling up. And I was like, you know, thank you so much for like believing in me, but like, I, I seriously cannot be the fastest person in this group. Um, I, 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 I took it <laughs> and, and I went with it. Um, but, uh, but it was just, it was just so like, it, it was so anxiety filling for mm -hmm. me at that moment. But yeah. when I entered the water with, with those three things in mind, um, I somehow, um, just kind of forgot about everything. I, the moment I touched the water, I just put everything I had into that swim and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy swim by any means. We, we flew down the Hudson. It was, it was amazing how fast we were going. And then, and then we rounded the corner at the bottom of Manhattan. Um, and as we were going into the East River for that last leg of the swim, the, the, the current just hit me full force. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to push through that last bit, um, Again, it was it was the thought of that support from the swimming community and, and their belief that I could do something bigger than I myself thought was possible. And and that thought just got me through the end. Um, I ended up with the fastest time um, in 2018. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> when I was talking to Pat Kerrigan, my my kayaker afterwards, I, I love her to that. She's so she's so great. And um, I'm so glad that they paired me up with her. Um, and she said to me, you know, when I saw you start, you, you, I knew you just wanted to be left alone. You had a mission and you just wanted to swim. And she was 100% correct. I, I loved every second of that swim. I, <laughs> I love New York and I, I, it was just such a great, beautiful moment to be able to swim around such an iconic city that meant so much to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> honestly, you know, what I love more about that swim was the, the fact that afterwards we were able to celebrate with folks who finished that day and, and their support crew and, and some of the folks in the open water swimming community. And we celebrated with rounds of tequila shots. <laughs> <laughs> You know why? Why do this if we're not having fun with it, right? Yeah. Um, so, so that was uh, two out of the three down, mm -hmm. and um, I, I just had Catalina left to go. Uh, <laughs> but by the time I, I signed up for Catalina, which was uh, a week after I finished Twenty Bridges, I I knew that I had grown so much as a person and as a marathon swimmer. I had two serious marathon swims under my belt. I um, started to take things to the next level. Um, Catalina, in my mind, was, was, the, was the big one. Um, it was a big one because it was the one that kept this whole journey together for me. It was the one that 
I can bring all of my learnings together. Um, and by the time I got to the start of my swim, I was confident in myself that I had done everything humanly possible to, to prepare for this swim. And um, it was going to be, it was going to be epic. <laughs> <laughs> um, in training for this swim, I had already moved to Chicago right before 20 Bridges. Lake Michigan proved to be the, the best training grounds for Catalina. The, the waves here could be more unforgiving than any ocean. And the temperature dropped quickly as we went into winter, and I decided I wanted to keep swimming through the winter and become an ice swimmer. And to get the distance in, I signed up for Tampa Bay Marathon Swim. Erin O'Leary, who swam 20 bridges with me, uh, was able to kayak during that swim, and, and I, I'm so greatly, you know, appreciative of that. Um, Marsha Cleveland, uh, who lives a little bit north of me, graciously helped train me on the weekends and was able to give me the motivation and, and coaching necessary to, to get the preparation right. And I put together a four-person crew comprised of four amazing ladies. Um, I, I saw Taya on the line today. Um, and I, I chose them because they, they just know me to a T. <laughs> um, Bridget Hobart, my chief crew extraordinaire, is such an amazing person. I met her observing one of the 20 bridges, and she was volunteer crew. Within an hour of our time together on a boat, um, I, I, said, I, I said to her, you know, I, I barely know you, um, but I have to have you as crew for Catalina. I'll work around you. Um, to, like, let me know your schedule and we'll figure out a way to get you on my book for that, for that swim. Um, and I brought my friend Patricia, Patricia Center from, from Coney Island. She's a cold water swimmer and I know would personally fight to the death for me. Um, Taya Inno, my, my spiritual guide, who is somehow always keeping me in check with who I really am and, and what I want to get out of life. <laughs> um, and the last person is my friend Sam Sizzle, um, uh, and she's a former, former um, industrial engineer uh, co-worker of mine, sports enthusiast, and an absolute... Uh, uh, logistics master. She is so great at getting people places on time. And, and that is a skill that I think we, you know, a lot of people can, can, can work on and, and can uh, appreciate when, when they're putting things like this together. Um, my college swimming friends, uh, they were all already living in Southern California. And I knew they would be there to support me uh, before, during, and, and, and after the swim. And so, you know, to be able to be surrounded by so many friends and supporters and to have Jody and Don as my observers uh, was just more than I could have asked for. Um, and, you know, 
I, I didn't mention, I mean, those are the folks who were there in person. I didn't mention like everyone in the interwebs, you know, like, <laughs> over the last several years, I just met so many, so many amazing people, you know, um, I, I, when I moved out, short, short story, I, when I moved out to Chicago, um, I did a road trip from, from Boston to Chicago. And, and I, when I did the route, I was like, Oh, it looks like I could hit up every single one of the great lakes. And, and I'm going to go do a, do a training swim in each one of the great lakes. Uh, I was able to meet Madhu uh, over in Toronto and, and all the, the glow folks and um, uh, all the great people there. And, and uh, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know why I'm just constantly surprised by how, um, you know, it doesn't matter where we live. Uh, when you meet a swimmer, you just, you just, you just connect, you know? Um, and this is true with all of my travels. I, I, I love going to California and swimming with the folks down there. I love going down to Florida, swimming with the folks down there. And I make a regular trip back to New York and Boston um, because, you know, the, the people in, in open water swimming, these, these are, these are, <laughs> these are my people. And, and I just, I just love being around all of the positive energy that everyone in the community lives with. Like they don't even have to try to be positive. They just, they're just aggressive. Everyone is just aggressively positive. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, with all of that behind me, all that positivity behind me, uh, to say that my Catalina swim was epic, which it's just like an understatement to, <laughs> to, to explain what ended up happening. And, and, and my, my crew could probably give you a better account of everything that happened that night because, you know, I, I learned <laughs> that mm. when I do these swims, when I get in the water, like, I, I have blinders on. I'm just, I'm swimming. <laughs> <laughs> um everything else like you know this is why i have a crew it's because they they're they're taking care of things and i don't need to think about it you know um but what i walked away with after finishing catalina channel was the the knowledge that all of this not, not, not even, you know, not even my, my swimming accomplishment, not, not even, you know, uh, finishing the triple crown, but just, you know, everything that has happened in my life that, that I was able to, um, um, work hard at and, and to achieve, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it, it wasn't a fluke. It's not a fluke. And I, I accomplished what I was able to accomplish, not because of luck, but because I have the power to do extraordinary things. And there are people out there who are going to support me on that journey, despite knowing that it could get tough. And knowing that there, there's going to be difficult times ahead. And that gift that the open water swimming community um, gave to me, you know, it really wasn't my name in a record book or, or a monetary prize, but it was the ability to believe in myself and to stand up for, for what I believe in and understand that, you know, bravery on a day-to-day -day basis is, is the willingness to do what's right, not what's easy. 
And so, you know, with that gift I've, I've received, I, 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 I've realized the value of, of what that can do for someone and for a community. And I, and that's really what drives me to want to continue that legacy of inspiring people from, from all walks of life to dream big, not, not, you know, just dreaming about so many channels, but dreaming about, you know, changing the world or, you know, whatever, I don't know, curing cancer. And, yeah. um, and to, to challenge this idea that things have to be the way they are because that's, that's how it's been. And I just fundamentally do not believe that's true. Right. Um, and most importantly, you know, I, I want to inspire and help people gain that confidence to really truly believe uh, in themselves and to do awesome things with that confidence. Um, I'm a walking testament of what you can accomplish if you, if you take a bet on yourself. Um, because, because I know that, you know, we're, we're all worth it. And, and, and by being compassionate to each other and, and most importantly to ourselves, <laughs> we, can, we can change the world for the better. And this is, <laughs> this is clearly something I, I, I feel very, you know, strongly about. But um, um, I guess let me... Like, let me get off my soapbox now <laughs> and, and let you, um, I guess, get some questions. <laughs> well, I, you know, every time I thought of a question, you kind of addressed it and your energy is just amazing. And you're bringing tears to my eyes because it is so true. And I'm so passionate about everything that you're passionate about. So I think the only thing I would say is like, how do you see this carry? Like, how does this, you know, this, this empowerment that you've felt through Marathon Swimming, how do you bring that into other aspects of your life? You know, and, the, and when you talk about, you know, helping anybody from any walk of life, like, how are you, how are you tackling that? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> I am known for um, having these big inspirational, like, ideas. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, I know that I am only in the beginning of my journey and I'm in that process of figuring it out just like everyone else. But it's, I think starting small of daily reminders of my, uh, to myself about <clears throat> what my values are fundamentally, what do, what, what do I um, value in and how I treat myself, how I treat others, and to execute that on the, the smallest levels, you know? Um, and, and I think knowing that I have, that, I have the control to, to control the small things in my life, I think that really builds up at the end of the day. Um, you know, in terms of uh, what we've had discussed about like inclusion in, in swimming and, and how do we build an environment um, where people feel like they are comfortable expressing themselves and coming out and being, um, being their, their full authentic self, 100%, bring everything that they've got. Um, you know, it's, I don't have all the answers, <laughs> but as much as we can continue to have those words of encouragement, 
um, and, and spread that message, I, I think we'll start seeing that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, being a model, <laughs> it's like what I talked about my kids is trying to be a good example for people and be, and, but be a good example of being my authentic self around people. You know, the more authentic I feel like I'm being, you know, you feel like it brings out authenticity in other people, you know, um, and, and it's like, yeah. Get it. Now we'll get on my soapbox. This is your soapbox day. <laughs> Tell me about the, like, so when things are hard though, so you've made every swim sound like you just glided through and you just showed up on the other shore and it was amazing. And you said you have blinders on, but tell me about when things are hard, whether it's training, you know, and you're trying to psych yourself up for a training. So I'm like, how, how do you get through the hard parts? Um, well, you know, there's something that I'm extremely vocal, I've been extremely vocal about um, in the last uh, several years, which is, which is mental health. Because um, for me, um, those, I've had, I've had days uh, where I can't get out of bed. And I, um, uh, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll give you a quick story. Um, at the beginning of quarantine, um, I went through a two-week period right when everything shut down, and I and and it was it was such a tough time for me to wrap my head around everything. I, I know it was a tough time for everyone, but you know I had uh, worked years to build up pillars in my life so that I don't have to fall into these. Um, depression, depression holes. Um, one of those uh, very uh, fundamental pillars was traveling to go swim with with the people who get me. And it was like someone ripped the rug <laughs> from under my feet um, and just took that pillar away. And and when that pillar uh, was gone from my life, I just I, I felt like my life, um, you know, plus some other things that had happened, I, I just felt like my life just crumbled <laughs> uh, to, to the ground. And, you know, I, I think I might have, like, had, like, some symptoms of COVID as well. I, I, I don't know what was happening. I, I don't know if it was, like, psychosomatic or not. But um, I literally was, like, struggling for my life <laughs> in those moments. Um, and it, during the English Channel, I, I had similar moments where, you know, I'm, I'm swimming and, and it's dark and it's so cold and I, I wasn't keeping down my feeds and, and I knew it was a struggle for survival that whole 17 hours. Um, and what got me through it was um, my master swim coach, um, during the summertime, um, during college, he, he told me about this idea of treeing and, and it's just something, it's something that triathletes actually use a lot. I've heard is, you know, you, when, when things are really tough in your life or when you're running or bicycling or whatever, you, you look out ahead of you and you, you, you set your eyes on a tree um, that is, you know, re- relatively close, not, not like far into the distance, but you set your eye on a, a, a tree that's near and you channel all of your negative thoughts 
into that tree. You know, all those thoughts of, I'm not going to finish. I'm, I, I can't believe that this is happening or, you know, I'm not, I'm not worth, life isn't worth living, whatever it is, channeling it into that tree. And then, and then, and then knowing that once you pass that tree, it's, those negative thoughts are behind you. Um, so, you know, during the English Channel, I, I counted a forest. <laughs> like how many trees I had. Um, and, and several, several months ago, um, when I was going through my, 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 my issues, I, I, this wasn't the first time that's, you know, it's happened to me. So, so I knew what would get me through it was, um, having, having something, something so small, um, that brought me joy, um, and, and, and incorporated, incorporating it into my daily routine. And what, what that was, was a friend of mine who, who lived, uh, relatively close by, uh, was felt comfortable enough to go out with me to go see the sunrise every day with me. And that's just like that, I mean, that small act of kindness, which is, it was so huge for me to just get through it all. Um, because I didn't need to think about, well, you know, what is, uh, what's going to happen with all my plans for the rest of the year, but rather I can, I can look forward to waking up every morning and watching the sunrise and have it be a new day. Uh, so yeah, sorry, that was, that's a very long story (laughs) about, about, you know, how to get through the tough times, but, um, you know, obviously this is something that is, it's just, it, it just brings out so much emotion in me. Yeah, it brings out emotion to me too. So <laughs> thank you for sharing. I really appreciate it. Um, trying to think about another next, good next question. You've gotten into so many things. I really love that idea about training. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I feel like it's interesting. I'm just getting a little segue <laughs> personally. I feel like I was, I've only hit like, the rough patch of the pandemic, people were feeling it beginning in the beginning. And for me, I was able to just kind of like whirl through that and I didn't really face it. And I'm, I'm just yeah. kind of hitting it all of a sudden now because it's just like the no end in sight. Yeah. Really rough. For, for, I mean, and you know, we, we all feel that way in a marathon swim, but it's just like, you know, you can like act of just doing and the one more thing. And I've always just been able to just do that one more thing. And but somehow it's hit me hard this week. So I'm going to try some treeing today. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the marathon swimmers who've inspired you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, so many, so many, so many, I mean, everyone, everyone inspires. And everyone who gets out there and just it, it does this because like they absolutely love it inspires me. Um, uh, and, and just feeling that joy for, from everyone, like, no, no. <laughs> You know what I love about adult swimming um, is that no one's forcing you to go out there. <laughs> no one, no one is forcing you to wake up at four in the morning to go jump in a cold, cold lake or ocean or whatever, and and, and get in like two or three miles. Um, so, so we're all doing it because we 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 love it and and we need it for for ourselves. And and that's just like that's just something that is just so so beautiful. Um, and I, I really, 
I uh, think that's something that um, a lot of people can learn from and take it to every aspect of, of our lives, not, not just the swimming part. Like, you know, let, <laughs> let's take that joy and, and put it into all the other aspects in our lives as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I mentioned this already, you know, uh, Alay Howley, she, she, if I could, I, I would love to do, do this project sometime. I, if I could make like one of those like genealogy trees, right? <laughs> Of um, who who got you into this mess? Exactly. <laughs> who introduced you to to all of this craziness? Um, because I can guarantee you, like Elaine Howley and and some of the, some of the big names out there, um, they have they they have inspired so many people. You know, Liz Fry. Oh my God, that lady and and. And I was mentioning Marsha Cleveland over in Chicago and, you know, just like meeting open water swimmers in the Chicagoland area. Like I, I, I can see the impact that she's had here. Um, Nora out in, in Mexico city. Oh my God. I love that lady. <laughs> I, I love the, the Mexican crew because they're just so enthusiastic about everything. Um, I, oh my gosh. The, the folks who, who, um, who run Catalina channel, um, they're, they're just so great and they just they got their head straight in terms of like what this swim should be and 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 Forrest who's, who's the president I mean he's just amazing and I I just I, I love uh I, I love everyone who's putting their time and energy into something bigger than themselves uh this is a really great story and probably is going to show like how how I might be able a little bit, you know, off my rockers, but um, <laughs> we all are. We all are. It's all good. Telling this story, um, there's this guy, Jeff uh, 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 Mallet, uh, out in uh, Detroit. Um, he is. I don't know if, if you know. He is the creator of the comic strip Fraz. Um, I used to read comic strips a lot when I was younger, and, and I just remember growing up with my Sunday paper, Saturday and Sunday papers, just reading the comics after swim practice, and um, the phrase, um, at, a, at a young age, apparently made, a, made an impression on me. I, I didn't remember this until, until I, I got introduced to, to, to Jeff, but um, I... Uh, I got introduced to Jeff, uh, Madhu in Toronto introduced me and, and you know, in the, in the introduction, he said, oh, by the way, Ching, Jeff is the, the creator of the frass. And I was like, it, it just kind of set off something in my head. I was like, the frass, this, this means something to me. <laughs> and, then, and then I started to remember, uh, Jeff created these, uh, these three strips one about swimming uh, the English Channel, one about swimming around Manhattan, and one about the Catalina Channel. And you know, when I was reading it as a small child, I um, I, I was like, oh my god, that is that's so crazy! Like people do this, like that's what like weird, right? Uh, but apparently, like you know, getting the the superlative most likely to to swimming the channel, like it, it planted a seed in my mind. So, so when I got introduced to Jeff, I, I kind of freaked out. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know what you've got going on during this long weekend, um, but I have to meet you. 
<laughs> um, I will, I, I, I'm, I'm driving to Detroit on Thursday and I'm driving back on Sunday. Let me know what time is good for you. And he's like, oh, you know, I have family things. You know, he, you know, he, he probably was like a little bit put off by my, my, my insistence. Um, and, but he's such a nice guy. And, and finally, I got him to say, um, you know, I, I would love to swim with you on Sunday, but I can't because I'm donating platelets Sunday morning at 6 a.m. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> Where are you going to <laughs> donate platelets? Because I donate platelets regularly and I'm due. And I know that it takes three to four hours of you sitting there to do the whole process. So it'll give us plenty of time to talk. I love it. <laughs> he was like, okay, sure. And he like gave me the time and the and the location and um, I, I, you know, I made play. I, I woke up um, at 4 a.m. to go drive to this location to meet him at six, and and apparently he had, the, you know, the 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 night before he had um, he had he had texted LA and he was like, so like, there's this girl Jane, like, do you know her? And she's like, should I meet her? Is she crazy? And LA's like, no, 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 she's cool. Like. <laughs> Don't meet her, but um, I mean, this is like like serious like serial killer moves here. Um, <laughs> so I, I go and we go donate blood, and he's just he's just like an amazing person. And um, every interaction I have with him, he he's made he's he's made a great impact um, in the, the 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 Detroit area, getting people to go do open water swims, and. Um, you know, it's it's people like him, and it's people like uh, the folks I met in Coney Island, who are who have just become role models for me of how to treat people, um, and how to, you know, see everyone as as humans, <laughs> yeah. and have compassion, and 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 bring the humanity back into everything. Um, so I mean, you, you know, there's there's always the, like the crazies who come out of the woodworks, but I I found that there's less of them in our community. I mean, I, you know, I think we're all crazy, but I think it's a different kind of crazy. That's. <laughs> I love that. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that with us. We're running out of time. The last question I want to ask you is I'm very curious now that you have your triple crown, your grand slam, do you have anything next? What are you doing? <laughs> well, all my plans got canceled this year because, you know, I think the universe knew that I overextended myself last uh, year. Um, <laughs> so I don't have anything planned. Um, I... I have a couple of things that I want to do and I have reasons for, for doing it. Um, but, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm kind of treeing right now. Like I <laughs> <laughs> living day by day, trying to get to the next thing, you know? Um, yep. and, um, one of the, one of the great things that this, pandemic has given me is that it has forced me to literally stop everything, uh, put a pause on my life, to take steps back, to, to start thinking about what am I doing? What do I want to achieve? How, um, uh, how 
can I use my skill sets and what, what I'm passionate about to, um, to, to think purposefully about what I want to do. Um, you know, I, I knew <laughs> some, uh, at the, by the end of last year, I was, I was saying yes to like all sorts of slogans. I was saying yes to everyone. You know, people were like, you know, say like, oh, it's good to do this. Like, would you come? Like, okay, I'll make it happen. Um, and I realized, you know, it's, it's not humanly possible to do everything. And, and I honestly don't want to do everything. Um, like there, there are songs that just don't mean anything to me. Um, so, so I, I, I think I'm in that process right now to try to figure out exactly what our next steps, uh, for my swimming, what are the next steps for, <laughs> for my life. I, uh, actually just got laid off last week. Fun fact. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. It's, um, I'm, I'm super excited about it because, um, because I, I think it's allowing me to, uh, to get it aligned with, you know, what is, what is my purpose at the end of the, at the end of the day. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Good, good place to be. I, yeah. I so celebrate your, your optimism and your energy and your everything. Just keep rolling with it. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today and sharing your story, Ching. I love it. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual efficient swimming basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, Shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.